So yeah, so today is a very special day because we now have a new co-host. Hello. Hello, this is Adrian Kramer. Hope everyone is doing well. So, and I guess we are going to start today by, there's a movie, because today is a game changer, because we now have Adrian in the house to, to record with us, uh, and Adrian has seen the new film Game Changers, which I have not. Uh, why don't you play us a little bit of that trailer, Adrian? <laughs> so yeah so you saw this uh, I know about recovering I know all about recovering from medical issues using plant-based diet but uh, you saw the you saw the film on the I did I did I saw it and I loved it I was just it was kind of surreal sitting there knowing that a movie like this was playing in my lifetime because one of my biggest dreams is to see the world go vegan, like to actually see it. And well, I feel like it's happening in front of my eyes. It's just so exciting. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it... I mean, some people are saying it becomes like gay marriage or marijuana legalization where it just sort of takes... Um, and it definitely it is expanding at like a, an exponential... Yes. Ex- exponential rate. Um, but it's exploding 
the other thing is you're going to see a divide where the vegan thing ends up being, unfortunately, this might be a little bit controversial to say, but it ends up being class divide where obesity rates are going to get worse and worse among... Mm -hmm. Obesity rates get worse and worse among the welfare classes, mm. unfortunately, uh, being not necessarily drawn on racial lines because the trailer park is looking pretty bad these days too. Do you follow me? Mm. Like, it's not it's not the urban, urban black or urban Latino poor. It is also it would also be true of white poor mm. that their obesity rates are mm. going up a lot. Well, what was so great about this movie, I thought, was that um, they were showing that men could actually get huge, if you will, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then if anyone's familiar with vegan bodybuilders, Mimai Delgado and Misha Janik, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they're just huge, and they and um, they're clean bodybuilders, natural bodybuilders, all both based on a plant-based diet, and um, I think that will hopefully encourage people to... Is that David Hayes in that film? I'm not sure who that is. He's a British boxer that's a vegan. Not that I can remember. He's a very, I'm a boxing fan. But there's, okay. a very, there's one of the particularly good British boxer that's actually a vegan. Okay, cool. We'll put, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that would seem to be evident. I yeah, mean, I, just, I just think it proves that it can happen. Like, well, the, the question is, like, protein or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's animal. Totally no, you can totally get protein from, even, I believe, even from greens have, have a fair bit of protein in it. Yeah, and they, they definitely cover that in the movie. They also go over the myth of soy, that, you know, soy is bad for men, gets men boobs, etc. Well, that used to be my joke, is that people would tell me that story, and I'd say, well, okay, then I can, you know, save some money on surgery. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, but yeah, the thing is, that story is not at all true. No. no that's they, not true. They go over that in the movie, um, and I saw a meme recently where it said, if Soy actually did that, it would be going off the shelves, because everybody, you know, like, women would be wanting to get that. It just, it's not true, so... No, was, I, there's a lot of transgender people that would be able to save a lot of money if it was true, but like that's not how it works, you know. So, no, that's just a, I believe, just an urban, yeah. urban myth. Yeah. So, um, I, I encourage everyone to do their research and not believe the myths, just you know, for the sake of hearing yeah, so, them. So it's a documentary film about two hours long. Is that the? Uh, it says it is. One hour, 52 minutes, so yeah. One hour, 52, yeah. James Cameron produced it? James Cameron. That's another thing, like these huge names, James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it mentions Jackie Chan. I don't know if he helped co-produce, but... Um, is he a vegan? I don't know if Jackie Chan is, but his name was mentioned, as you saw in the trailer. Uh, yeah. Our listeners couldn't see that, but he's a part of this, so I'm assuming he's... He's championing the movement in any way, in any case. So, um, yeah, to have those huge names, especially Arnold. I mean, the Terminator. 
the Terminator champion. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize he was. I didn't realize he was vegan. But so many people are switching over that way these yeah. days that I, I can't keep track of every. Yeah, and he makes such is. a powerful statement against the agriculture business. You know, saying that it's business. It's not. They're saying that meat is what's for dinner. It's what men need to eat. And he he blatantly says, "Look, that's advertising." not truth it's advertising and for someone like that to say that the terminator to say that i just think that's huge it's so, just so i think i think i think it was t colin campbell who said what's so masculine about lying on a hospital bed there you go yeah, which is which is sort of my experience with that yeah you know, is, is it, yeah, it's, yeah i don't think there's anything masculine about having diabetes you know, yeah or developing you know problems like that yeah so, so like, I don't, I don't see, I, 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 yeah, that was never actually an issue for me, um, about becoming vegan. What's that? Uh, my masculinity. Oh, yeah. Well, you went, did you go, you went for your health first, or let's talk Initially, about okay, yeah, okay, initially what it was, was I used to be a large man, Adriana sitting in front of me. She's seeing a slight frame rant. She, oh, yeah. she told me that... It's kind of funny. The first time we met, you said you reminded me of the actor uh, that played Booger on Revenge. Yeah. I was kind of offended at first, but I was like... Sorry. It's not that she said I was like the character. She said I reminded her of the actor, which is a guy named Curtis Armstrong, who's a very funny actor who's in a lot of games. He's very funny. He's a very, very funny man. <laughs> but if you look at him, he is a very, very slight framed man. He is a very, very thin. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he looks like some of those new wave musicians from the period. He looks like quite a thin guy. So that was quite a compliment because I used to be 240 pounds and looked more like John Lovitz if I was lucky. Wow. Uh, so, but yeah, no, what it was was I was a big guy. I didn't take good care of myself. I wasn't going to see doctors. I was involved with some fairly high-stress PI work, private investigative work. And PIs tend to be big people, um, because it's a a high-stress occupation. And you you have a lot of ex-cops that that get pretty big. So, you know, so I was just coming out of of doing some high-stress and bizarre PI work. uh, And... uh, so at the time, I was also fairly right-wing in my political beliefs, uh, actually. But no, but I was going to see a movie uh, over at Sci-Fi Center at my friend's movie place or something. And then, uh, this is there in New York? No, this was here in, in oh, Los Angeles. Yeah, okay. yeah, New York was like, I haven't lived in New York since 2010. Okay. Yeah, that was years ago. Okay. That was, um, there, like, I was trying to rush... From, I was at a Walgreens. And there was like a green inslope, and uh, I was walking down the inslope, and I was running to get to, you know, trying to go fast. It's like, no, like, obese people can't really do that very well. You know, like if you walk, if you look around, you'll see a lot of obese people with casts from yeah. like from like injuries. Like that's a yeah. So I broke my ankle, and then when I'm in the, uh, in the uh, hospital going over that way, they're like, do you know you have high blood pressure? So it was, uh, turned out, basically, I got stuck in, stuck in a wheelchair for three months with an untrustworthy uh, 
I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I had an untrustworthy caregiver mm -hmm. uh, that I had some problems with drugs. There were some theft issues that mm -hmm. took place. Uh, but when I got out of my wheelchair, I was like, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting blood tests showing high cholesterol, pre-diabetic, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a particular concern was cholesterol, which is not found in the plant kingdom. So it was like, okay, as I'm, I faded out animal byproducts at that time, and then I lost something like, probably now like 70 pounds, but at the time as much as 80, wow. 80 pounds, which would have been a third of my body weight. Congratulations. So, um, so, but then after that, you know, I didn't initially get into the animal rights side of things, but then probably probably six months to a year after that, I started also picking up the animal rights aspect of it and stopped wearing leather and stopped wearing wool. Yay. And I'm also now, as an evolution of it, what the relationship really was that it was that it brought home the, the, uh, the message that really humans not only don't need animals you know to survive they, they they're better off in a lot of cases yeah you know and I see that obesity is the biggest example I can think of but there are other ones like God was it in the early 2000s in Philadelphia there was a BDSM club that was specifically just for people with AIDS so that was all but that was all would have been contracted through like Sexual acts involving leather, for example, or uh, gambling. You know, sexual acts involving what? Leather. Leather. Yeah. Are you serious? That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never heard of that. You never heard of that? <laughs> no. No, that's uh, that's anywho. a anywho. Anywho, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other show. I did a show about that, but. Well, my experience was actually just opposite of that. So you got into it initially with health, but then grew to um, the animal rights as aspect. And for me, it was the animals first. The animals first, yeah. Mm -hmm. The first person that began me on, began, helped me begin my journey um, was Juliano Brotman. He's actually the brother of Kara Brotman. If you know Kara and Marcus Bell. Um, Not familiar. Could you explain? Um, they run a raw channel, raw vegan channel. YouTube and um, they're really big into raw health and raw vegan health. Um, okay. They're blonde, blue-eyed. Um, do they live here in town? Yep, they do. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her at Whole Foods just recently, which was amazing. And I told her all about Juliano and everything. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But Juliano, um, he had a raw vegan restaurant in, um, well, he did serve honey, so he was more for the health aspect. Um, He's more of a plant-based guy. He yeah. is a plant-based guy, and he was, he taught me, at 16 years old I met him, and he taught me um, the um, consequences of a rainforest burger, and what I mean by that was he had a poster that showed, like, all the water, all the green, all the pollution that has to go into one burger that was created on a rainforest lot of land. And even though all burgers 
and the ones we're familiar with here in the U.S. aren't, don't come from that. It was just a mind-opener on just how much it takes to make one burger. So his he was coming from an environmental aspect with that, and then also with his restaurant, he's very focused on health. So he wasn't even really with the animals, but um, I was. And um, so... Um, he helped me go vegetarian, okay. and then um, in, it took me about two years to transition from just meat to vegetarian. And then during college, I was a dance major at UNLV, and I had a friend, Gina, who um, was a dancer with me, and she gave me a pita pam pamphlet. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of pita, and she was just kind of a guest, you've never heard of pita? So I took it home, and that night, I became vegan in my heart. Like, I was completely convicted, changed. Even though it took me two years to transition physically, like, the way it changed my eating habits and everything, um, I ended up going on their website and seeing a raccoon get skinned alive. Oh. And, yeah, and uh, that was my exact reaction, except along with some tears and like touching the screen and just being my just you know my eyes were open but really my head blew off like it, I just couldn't believe that people would do this to an innocent creature that was only the beginning as you know and as our listeners vegan listeners know I'm sure so but that little raccoon was uh, what made me go vegan um, all the way even though, as I said, it took me two years to transition fully. So, um, four years in total to get on a completely vegan diet. But that's my story. And um, as a dancer and fitness enthusiast, um, I am the health aspect. It's just it's just an added benefit. Like, it does nothing, to me, it's nothing but win-win-win for the animals, of course, for the environment, for our health. It's just nothing but Yeah, I would, I would go with that, you know, I, I would say. That it, was, it was definitely, and then it is when you open the box on the animal rights stuff. I mean, it gets fairly brutal. Yes. With, with the things that are done, too. Oh, yeah. Like, more than fairly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's, I should say, yeah, it's unfairly brutal is, yeah. is, is really the, the, the truth of it. These are innocent creatures, and as you say, we don't need them. We don't need meat. No, you, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need, uh, well, it's even worse than that, is we don't need a, ca a cow for, uh, for leather, for the man's wristband or watch, yeah. or a woman's purse Completely or whatever. Completely unnecessary. We have to, and then there are other ways in which uh, the biggest, of course, is that there's obesity among vegans, but it's nine point five rather than forty percent. Is it? That's about right. Yeah, okay. that, that it's about. Sure, yeah, I mean, we do have vegan junk food. We've got vegan, vegan junk food does exist. Yeah, yeah, it does exist, and there are heavy vegans, but it's it's a fourth. Yeah. It's one fourth, and I don't think my experience has been that. The heavy set vegans don't have the same health problems that 
the heavy set non-vegans taff. I think they can. I did hear interestingly, but I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like we don't have the cholesterol problem as you mentioned because yeah. that just comes from animal ingredients, meat and dairy, and eggs. There's no cholesterol. Diabetes is di- type two diabetes is mysterious, but there's definitely a connection there. Yeah, but but I did hear interestingly. Um, I used to put on a lot of like coconut oil, like instead of butter, and I used to use olive oil, kind of you know olive oil, uh, oil and vinegar myself. And I had someone tell me that um, you know you may not want to do that because it can it can be the same thing. It can clog your arteries as well. It's well, I, I think I think that's true, but it's well. First of all, one fourth the obesity rate. If you actually look at what what in fact kills people in our society. Obesity is so far greater than cancer or AIDS. Or it? It's Yeah, it's the statistics of what is actually killing people. Okay, here's a statistic for you. The, uh, I guess being a vegan, you do have to go into some of the scarier statistics of things that happen. 3,000 people die of heart attacks in the United States every day, wow. which is the same exact number as the number of people that died during the 9-11 attacks. Hmm. So that's, if you think of the 9-11 attacks, um, that prompted two wars. Like the United States fought two wars over, over that issue. And we as a country, we as a country, uh, have done nothing about the obesity problem. Uh, the only, the only major politician I've ever heard mention it uh, was David Duke, who's such a fringe racist that you know he's not even to be taken seriously. But he's actually the only politician I've ever heard even mention the problem. It's more my point there. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so it's this gigantic health problem, bigger than any other health problem that we have. If you actually look at the statistics, uh, but we as a country do absolutely nothing about it. We rarely talk about it. Uh, it it it's one genocide is being used to procure poison to create another genocide, effectively. Well, and if you can prevent it, like you can. Like you can. It takes self-discipline, it takes habit change. And really, I believe it's 75% in the mind, you know, changing over. Because we know that you're going to be fine. We know that you're even going to thrive, you know, if you do it correctly, if you're um, careful about what you're eating, uh, conscious about what you're eating, not just eating vegan junk food. You're going to thrive. You're going to be having fruits and vegetables and grains, what our body is meant to have. And, um, right, so. yeah. And as people make this mistake, they say, oh, well, we evolved as, as hunters and gatherers. But then I saw some, something that was they actually had one of the um, expert on Paleolithic people said, yeah, they ate, they ate a small amount of meat, which would have been small game, like rodents, such as squirrels or rabbits, and it would have been the organs. They would have been found for the organs. Now, first of all, first of all, if you if if you as a modern person can stand uh, rabbit 
organs, <laughs> which I don't think you probably can. I think it's probably yeah. not suited to your palate. Yeah. And then the other thing is you would have had to have caught that rabbit yeah. and killed it with your bare hands, which is yeah. a degree of athleticism I mean, that we don't have today. Yeah, and I, I have heard arguments against that we ate so much meat as well. So they would have had to, think, they would have had to catch it. Yeah. I mean, knowing what what people do to animals today, like when you're and adding that to starvation, like I'm sure it could happen. But I just think, okay, if that happened, it happened. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But we're in the now. We have all this knowledge that shows that fruits, vegetables, grains, so much healthier. Why don't we just go move toward that? Let's evolve. Let's evolve. Let's leave the animals alone to live their lives, and let's choose what's actually best for us. That's my opinion. Right. That's yeah. That's also yeah. That that is pretty close to to my opinion. Uh, I mean, it, or is is really just that uh, there there's no reason for an animal to suffer only so that now there are vegans that are the division between so-called Watson vegans and so-called cross vegans. If you're familiar with. No. That's again Donald Watson, 1945. Closest I have, everybody's got their gurus where they like there's various mm-hmm. spiritual teachers. Mm-hmm. I believe my my personal spiritual teacher is Donald Watson. Okay. Is, is the way that works for me. But Donald Watson started the Vegan Society in 1945. He was a carpenter by trade. He was a woodworker. He's not from the upper British class. He's he's from the working. Okay. Veganism started as a movement among the British working class. Okay. Um, but he he wrote on both health and uh, animal rights. Because he initially became a vegan for animal rights, but he was okay. also a very fit, athletic. That's how I feel. That's how I. Yeah. Feel. So you you would be a Watson vegan. Okay. A Watson vegan. Yeah, you're okay. you're you're a Watson vegan. Okay. Most vegans are Watson vegans. Okay. Cross vegan. And I don't want to sound disrespectful because cross vegans are fine, fine, fine people. Yeah, everything, yeah. every little thing helps. They're a little bit different. They don't think that health should be even part of the discussion. Okay. And they see veganism as being an ethics. Okay. Well, it's entirely an ethical question. See, I'm kind of in that boat too because, I mean, I just kind of think health is, is a, happens to be a benefit of veganism. Because I do believe that is the number one thing, the, the number one um, reason that we should be vegan is to just not kill. Like we, we need to. Yeah, but a cross v- cross vegan thing. would be we're not even going to discuss health. Because no, because Watson Watson well, do was. Do you think that could be because they want to make sure that the focus is is on the number one reason? You know. Um, I think that they're very not kill very, very dedicated animal rights people. Um, okay. And they want to define, my, my official take on it is Watson coined the phrase veganism, or his wife, depending on which account you have, okay. started the modern vegan movement. First vegan publication within three paragraphs. Okay. He writes about being able to ride his bike faster. Hmm. And twice as long. Just like so, this, so, the lady in Game Changers. Exactly. So he was talking about that at the same time that he was starting the animal rights. Okay. So so he is he is both. 
How about you? I'm, I'm both. Okay. And the other thing is, is in terms of the, the, the disagreement with the with the cross vegans, is just not that anything that they say about animal rights is wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it was Cross who started the thing that vegans don't go to circuses. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I think that animal was animal circuses, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was breed. I think that was Cross's. Cross started that. Oh, Cross is the, is the name of the individual. Yeah, it's an individual um, named Leslie Cross. I was no, it's Watson. No, Watson had. Watson got one of his got friends okay. that was named Leslie Cross, got and it was unfortunately their relationship started to get a little bit. Gotcha. Well, a little bit contentious, but. But I was gonna say I that. I have the feeling that that's that was her intention, just to you know. Him. Um, oh. There's no, a band named no, Leslie Cross. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I just assumed Leslie. Okay. No, 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 no. He, he okay. Leslie Cross. That he. Thank just wanted to look out for the animals. Like, that's, I'm sure. One, I'm right? sure that's. I'm sure that's where he's coming from. And yeah. I can see and that's where. That's pretty awesome. I and as I said, I I don't, you know, because that is a conflict. Is it is strange. There was actually a riot at the one of the British Vegan Society between Watson mm. and Cross Vegans in the eighties, mm. uh, where police had to be called. But well, do you think um, that it benefits? 